three, two, one. Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Monday night. Um, Pop-up episode. We don't normally go on Mondays, but wanted to take the quick opportunity to chat with Coach Lonnie Almeida. Thank you so much for making another appearance on Double Fries No Slaw. We appreciate your time. We know you're super busy um, and have had quite the eventful weekend. Have another one coming up here. Uh, But how are you doing tonight, Coach? How's it going? That's great. Thank you for having me again. It's good to be on. It's uh, means something's going on if I'm on the show, huh? Go regional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, we yeah. we are uh, we're super excited. I was uh, I made my wife drive somewhere the other day so that I could watch like the watch ESPN because we were on the road while you guys were finished up against UCF. But uh, we definitely want to talk with you about about the weekend that just happened and then the one upcoming, and then we'll let you go. But thank you again so much for uh, for hanging out with us. So you guys start on Friday. Friday afternoon game against Kennesaw State, and you guys were the you guys had me worried there for a minute. You guys were the one seed, um, trailing all the way until the fourth inning, down a couple of runs. Um, but let's start there. You guys stayed patient, stayed within the game, and worked some really good at bats. Had some good fortune, some kind of seeing eye fly balls, and uh, an infield single that nobody could make a play with, and uh, and came back. How does your team react to? You know, it's getting fourth, fifth inning, and you still haven't scored, and you're losing. You're supposed to win yeah. this game, right? Like it's kind of how does your team? What, 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 obviously, they we know how they reacted, right? Like they ended up coming back and winning. Yeah. But like, what do you see from them? How do they react in that situation? That you know, kind of was able to bring them through. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how we've been a little bit this year. Uh, it's definitely if anyone follows the program, um, usually our power numbers are a little bit higher, and they haven't really shown up this year too much, and so probably about three quarters of the way through the season. We're like, all right, like we're winning. So we're doing something right. So what are we doing? Right. And when it boils down to it, you know, we run the bases pretty well, pretty fast. Um, we can scratch out, we can make the defense feel the pressure. And so when you put that, that entire season together and you put your, you know, your book of work and you start to reflect on it, then you are who you are. So when you get into games like Kennesaw or just this weekend, you're not expecting to hit home runs and win games. You're expecting to have team at bats. You're expecting to run the bases. You're expecting the situational hit. And if the home run, Cass Davis, shows up, then we're in a good spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, so I think the the scratching and clawing comes from usually your second time around. So when you see the se- the pitcher the second time around, every pitcher at this point is going to be really good. Their A stuff's probably going to get you out first time around. But if you can be smarter, get in the dugout. Hey, umpire's not on the rise ball. The inner half's not working. Let's let's get out of the outer half of the plate. Let's make sure that, you know, we get the drop ball up. Then you start making adjustments. Now the speed can play, get people on. That can happen. So I think we can stay in there pretty well for seven innings because they know that the later half of the game, we can, we can put some adjustments and some smarts to it. It was definitely a theme of the weekend because then on Saturday it was similar. Yeah. We hadn't given up any runs, but Saturday, same thing rolls around. Five, fifth inning uh, pops up. And we have no runs. Now, fortunately, UCF didn't either. Uh, but kind of scratching Claude um, in that game to then get those couple of runs that you talked about in the fifth inning um, yeah. to then move to the championship game. So I'll, I'll go there to Sunday. Um, you knew that you were facing a team that you had just seen like 24 hours earlier. How how difficult is that? You know, and, and it's something obviously you're going to have to do this weekend too. Right. So yeah. how, how is it, is it difficult to like face that team again so quickly or do you like it? Cause you just saw them or what's the, what's yeah. the situation there? 
I enjoy the the seeing people over and over again. Like I enjoyed the ACC series this year. Where we played four games. Like you just, I think if you do your homework, um, you're going into a ball game and you expect the swings. You know, like you know what kind of holes they have in the swings. You know what kind of offense they run. You know what the pitcher has. So you get out there and you get to feel it. And you're like, oh yeah, that curveball's pretty legit or that rise ball's pretty awesome. You know, and then. You get another game against them, and you're like, okay, now I know what to expect on the rise ball. And then you start making the adjustments. And to me, that's what's so fun about the game within the game is making the adjustments and and succeeding on the plans versus just, just trying to play. So I think that that's where I get excited about it. Uh, I think the knowledge piece is really important. Um, so, you know, it was big for us going in there, especially the hitters. Uh, I scouted them, knew what they were all about. Our pitching staff was well-equipped with the information. By game two, we knew exactly what we'd see and we knew what we needed to do. So it just really helps us, you know, continue to work against the, the offense. We've talked about some of the different pitchers that you've had on um, or had in the program in the past when you were on the last time. We talked about King and we've talked about Burroughs. Yeah. Um, Catherine Tannercott was fantastic on Sunday, right? One, yeah. one hit, um, was pitching a perfect game until that one hit, and then that ended up being the only hit allowed for the game. Um how impressed were you with maybe not even that impressed because she's been great, you know, for a while, but like what yeah. a performance in a championship game to really come, yeah. come through there for the team. Um, especially again, seeing the team, same team from the day before, you know? So yeah. uh, again, um, yeah. I, I mean, couldn't say enough great things about her, which I'll let you, I'll shut up and let you say some now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously coaching her, you know, you, you get to see the growth through the season. So you get pretty pumped for them and her routine has been outstanding. Her um, debriefing every game, um, wanting to get better in her pins during the week and then applying her knowledge week in and week out. Like she's just, she's just gotten stronger throughout the season, but it doesn't happen if you don't have Kaylin and Danielle and, and that bullpen environment like we do truly have a staff and maybe one person shines but it's only because of you know the defense and the other pitchers that allow her to be I mean she was fresh going into Sunday right like we had other pitchers that were able to throw their games so she was fresh be able to go in there so I think those things all relate to each other and uh you know like that's me a strength of ours going into this weekend too yeah coach you know obviously we'll get to LSU in a second here but uh, Florida State fans softball fans that really followed the program have seen the rise. They understand what you guys have really done there, but to the casual person who, you know, casual Florida state fans, whether it's basketball, baseball, women's softball, women's tennis, they really only tune in during the postseason. Mm-hmm. This is the eighth straight year. You guys are going to a super regional. I know it's still kind of fresh in your guys' mind. Has that kind of set in that? Wow. We're doing this for the eighth year in a row, which is extremely yeah. impressive for, you know, those out there. That'd be like Florida state football going to eight straight new year, six bulls or the basketball team going to eight straight sweet 16s. It's just super yeah. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I think when your goals are that, you know, you, you don't, you're like, Hey, we're here now. Like, so, you know, we want to be one of the eight teams now. We want to be in Oklahoma City. But, you know, when you do, and I think I probably stepped back a little bit more this year because this is the first time in six years that we've lost the ACC tournament. Like, it's just in my mind that we're winning the ACC tournament. But in the reality, six years straight of elimination tournaments and you don't stub your toe and you're winning it, like, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, those are really, and I know that the fans expect that, but sometimes you got to sit back and be like, wow, like, that run was pretty outstanding. And, uh, you know, I think that you start Friday and there's 64 teams in the country and then Sunday there's 16. 
like the the amount of like opportunities to stub your toe and have a bad game or two bad games you know it's just crazy and and then and the other part is just the covid year and everything we've gone through it's just it's just really cool to see the special part of championships right now everyone's missed it you guys have missed it sports has missed it so it just gives you that really appreciation for sport and what it had to offer and I think we really felt that as a team too. There's been pure joy in winning games and however they're won. So, um, so yes, we're really excited about being, you know, one of the 16. And um, if we can put our nose down, get to work, you know, then again, we're one of eight again. And that would be really, really cool. Um, I, we're going kind of backwards here. I'll let Richie ask about LSU in a minute, but um, not to bring up a sore subject, but Talk about the team rebounding from losing an ACC championship. Uh, something that, you know, I don't want to say take for granted, but like as FSU fans, like you said, we won six in a row. We just like, yeah, we're just going to yeah. win the ACC. Like this is just right. what happened, you know, like it's yeah. like bound in the nineties, right? Like well, we're never losing an ACC here, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's still frustrating. I'm sure. I'm sure if you had mm-hmm. it all to do over again, you, you'd take that, but you'll certainly take the regional over <laughs> the, the, yeah. the conference, but talk about your team rebounding from that. Um, ACC loss, something that none of them had ever experienced before. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we have two classes that haven't been through a season before. So you've got a freshman class and a COVID cap class, and we have a yeah. pretty large, but we have 16 new kids to the program. So they haven't endured a full season. So I don't even know if I did a good job really letting them know what it's all about. You're coming from club ball and high school ball where, you know, week in and week out you just play, and it's not really like your, your body of work doesn't show up. Now all of a sudden you get to postseason you know and, and like your last weekend of ACC's you know we lost one game to to Pitt and so that was a talking point like hey you guys we probably just lost a top eight national seed like you know what that means you know like like let's really talk about this because it's one thing to go out there and grind it out every day but when you're talking 60 games and three months and getting after like what are you doing it for I love my team I love but like yeah we got the big goals like where do we want to go so it's become a lot of education you know, how, how important your last 10 games are, what a 40-win season means, um, winning regular season championships, being in the championship game in the ACC tournament, like holding that top eight seed. So we're not driving to Baton Rouge. They're driving to us. Like, that, that's really what it comes down to. So the rebound part wasn't so much just about the game of softball. It was just really education about the whole season. Like, why do we do what we do? Yes, we love the game, but we all want to win at the highest level. So if we put ourselves in the best position for that, Maybe that Wednesday night game or Tuesday night game, you're like, oh, man, we need to kick it in right here because this could be a difference maker for us, you know? So I think it was not rebound in the skill sense, but rebound in the education department on what we're doing. And that goes back to me, you know, but it just gave me the platform to speak on it. Yeah, and obviously going to LSU, they have, you know, a great fan base for all sports, really, to include softball. Yeah. Um, to The two-part question here, how nice was it to have yeah. The be playing in front of a full capacity stadium again in, in mm-hmm. front of friendly fans. And how difficult is that going to be? You mentioned the COVID year last year and then partially this year with attendance restrictions, having to go play a full capacity uh, tournament at LSU. That had to be exciting this week. And you got to be really thinking about that next week or this coming week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've already got some. Um, tweets, you know, sent out us like we got the fans that are just ready to, you know, bleep, 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 and you know, and I'm like, wow, like, like what happened to like, oh, we're just happy to play sports, like now, come on and bring your, you know, and I'm like, okay, like the game has changed, but, um, 
But again, you know, I told the kids today we won't have a lot of time to practice because we play Thursday night. So we got to turn around and get to Baton Rouge quickly. And so we're not going to have a lot of time to do it. But I know the one time we get to practice on the field, you know, we'll definitely talk to them about because they're going to be behind them, beside them. There's fans everywhere yep. there, right? At, at our place, it, it's just in front of you. So, so something to talk about. Just got to be loud in communication. But, you know, like, I think you earn the opportunity to be yelled at right now. Right, wrong, or different, however fan bases want to be. You know, some are supportive, some are arrogant, some are just all over you, whatever it might be, totally fine. But you're one of 16 teams in the country trying to get somewhere. So they're yelling at you because they want their team to go. So I think, you know, take a second look at it be like, how cool this is, this atmosphere is, because it means something right now. And it means something, and they're trying to get to me, trying to, you know, we, we always talk about, like, putting putting people on tilt, right? Like, the poker game, like, you know, are they going to put you on tilt, or are you just going to be able to stay your game? Like, you know, because they don't really matter to where we want to go. But yet we've earned this opportunity to have a high intense game. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I love that attitude. You know, last night I was watching the uh, Knicks and Hawks, Madison Square Garden, full arena. And the Hawks came in there. They went at a buzzer beater. And the, you just hear the crowd get silent. So I'm hoping that's what happens yeah. in Baton Rouge this weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, LSU, no familiar, no unfamiliar foe. You played them in, yeah. in the 2017 and 2018 postseason. Uh, they got the best of us in 2017, 2018, when you guys would go on to win the national title. Uh, you had to beat them in the Super Regionals in Tallahassee. But... For some of the older players, they remember those games. So how, how mm-hmm. intriguing is it to go to a Super with the, a team you're not in conference with but still pretty familiar with? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think it's great, but it's just it's such a different team now. You know, it, that year, that COVID year just has just been – it's like everyone was put on pause and now everything's just a little bit different. So um, I know that, you know, they'll speak to it, but we all have to experience it together. I think the one thing that really gets you together is, is how tight you are as a group. You know, if, if you know your teammates losing it a little bit and you can see that, the ability to go up and talk to them and be like, hey, you know, Richie, let's go. You're good. You're good. Don't worry about them. And they can pull you right back in. I think that's a more important piece than trying to tell the stories of the past because now it's about the present. And, you know, and I'm here for you for that. So, um, so we'll see. It will be intimidating in the beginning, you know, but, um, again, just just awesome to be able to be to be playing yeah and i don't have a lot of great things at this point to say about the acc network but one thing they have done is really help exposure across all acc sports but are your players excited they're, they're going to be playing on espn friday night um and then espn two the next two nights should it go three games that has to be extremely exciting knowing we got the NBA playoffs going on. We got the NHL playoffs. But by the way, you guys are going to be on ESPN in prime time. Or do you try yeah. not to talk about it too much and, and you know, take a Jimbo, compartmentalize things? Yeah. I, I just think that's got to be fascinating for a group of uh, great athletes that don't necessarily get the exposure they deserve to have this opportunity in a prime time weekend spot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, surprisingly enough, um, Gosh, so much social media. I mean, they are out there all the time with everything, you know. And so um, I think they're pretty comfortable with that part of it, the, the TV part of it, um, the interviews, the you know, all that stuff. It, it's it's become normal for, for them, which is so awesome for the, you know, for five years now. It's kind of been it's been really cool in that sense. Um, you know, on the flip side, what we've had to deal with is just the amount of people that want to comment about the things they do. I don't know if you guys remember what Josie Muffley made a play up the middle and um, mm-hmm. She was very athletic with a steal and a tag, and there were some great comments, and there were some not so great comments, you know. And you're like, come on, people, like, you know, just 
just let kids be kids and let them enjoy the moment. So I think we've had to address a lot of that stuff on the other side. So it's great to be on national TV. And, and I, I don't think they're, but boy, like the social media part, the more you're around, the more people find you, you know? And so, yeah. so I, I think, um, I don't like to compartmentalize too much because it's the real world and it's opportunities to talk about things. Um, but I, I just, uh, I'm so excited for our game and I'm excited for the ACC in general. I mean, with Clemson and, and Votek has got a real shot to get to the World Series right now out there in UCLA. I think Rashard's really good. So our conference is showing up um, every year more and more and TV is definitely helping that too. So there's a lot of positive to it on just a, a bigger picture. Yeah, I can take it from two guys who are pretty active on Twitter. That is the worst place in the world, in my opinion, for a student athlete yeah. to be. If I was a yeah. 20-year-old student athlete and reading Twitter, uh, I, I would have been so mentally weak, I would not have been able to handle it. Go ahead, TJ. Yeah. It is tough. Like, I can't even handle it as a 31-year-old. Like, I'm like, oh, he said something mean to me, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. let alone as an 18, 19-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, when you're talking with your team before you guys take the field – um. Like, are you, are you like, do you try and hype them up? Are you trying to like, just kind of keep things very even keel? Like, are you giving them the, you know, right across the street here, you know, three years ago, Mike Martin won a, won a super regional to go to the world series. Are you saving that for like a late inning thing? If you need it on Saturday or like, what, what's your, I, and I, I'm glad that I remembered Mike and the guys winning a couple of years ago. Yeah. Cause that was cool. But like, what, what's your. What are you, what are you doing? I, I had a coach yeah. outside. Well, before I had a high school coach that like, so I went to a small Christian school that like literally told like the David and Goliath story before we went and got our heads beat in by like 40, you know? And I was like, ah, oh, that was a good, it was a good story, but like, we're not yeah. David right now in this situation. So anyway, yeah. how are you trying to get them ready before the game? Yeah. Beforehand? It's, I think it's funny because you always hear about those, like one for the gift first speeches, you know? Now, only when people are successful, you don't hear about them when they lose the game, you know, right, so it's always yeah. like, they gave a great speech and we won. Well, I'm sure they oh, gave yeah. great speeches when people lost. So like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but yeah, no, I honestly, at this point, um, I, if, if we've done a decent job as a coaching staff, like, well, they don't need us. They don't need us at this point. I don't need to hype them up. If I need to hype them up, we wouldn't be here right now. Like, you know, like they're playing the games They're They know what's on the line. They're pretty excited about it. So being even keel probably is the most important thing. Um, being able to pull them out of, like, I'm sure we'll have some moments of, of glazed eyes a little bit here as we get into this next step. And it's my job to be like, hey, let's get our crap together. You know, you're meant for this moment. Like, let's go, you know, and, and try to bring them back to, like, I think you, yeah, they should be nervous. But you could be like, oh, crap, nervous. Or you can be like, heck, yeah, nervous, right? So I want to try to guide them to the, yeah, this is awesome because we're playing for something. So I'm going to have some butterflies. But if they start to go to the oh crap moment, then we're really in trouble. So I got to bring them back. So I think that's kind of what our job is at that point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which makes sense. So, well, we are super excited. I mean, can't wait to, can't wait to watch it. Hopefully we only have to watch two games unless we lose one. Then, yeah. then we definitely want the third one, but hopefully we just take yeah. care of business and it's not a repeat of that, uh, that 2018 where we just, kept losing the first one, then win everything else past that. Yeah. I will take that. Like our, however we have to get it done to be talking to you again next week uh, is what is yeah. what we want to do. So um, we appreciate you so much for coming on and making some time for us. And um, yeah. yeah, like I said, we're just really excited to, to see the games this weekend. Cause like I said, I mean, their fan base is great, you know, across all sports. I can remember how loud they were when, when we went up there um, 
for the baseball series a couple of years yeah. ago and and those guys won and obviously you know what uh i've actually been to a game in in uh death valley and that place gets wild too so i think that it, things are even more wild because people had to take that year off of sports um yeah. so like people are even crazier now so we will be watching tuned in and cheering you guys on but super excited for it and thank you again so much for hanging out yeah. with us tonight Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thanks. We'll take all the bit of luck you can give us too. So good stuff. <laughs> you got it all. So awesome. Hope, thank you so much. We'll talk Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye, y'all. See you. I love it. Coach Almeida of FSU softball. Quick interview. We we had tried to get that scheduled and done um, last night. It just didn't work out with some timing stuff. So quick pop-up episode to chat with a a regional champion for the eighth straight time. And hopefully we get her back on next week to talk, uh, to talk about the uh, super regional win against LSU um, and the girls will be on their way to Oklahoma city. So good stuff, Richie, do you have any quick shout outs, any plugs, anything you want to um, say before we go? We actually, I'll say something real quick before we may have another one of these coming soon. I haven't confirmed it a hundred percent. We may have another one of these coming really soon. Quick 20 minute pop-up episode. Um, I'm just not going to tell you with who, um, but it's probably tomorrow night. So um, stay tuned for that. Before that, any uh, anything else, Richie, before we get going? Um, yeah, real quick, shout out uh, Richard McCullough from Harvard. Sounds like he's going to be the next president at Florida State University. We will probably talk about that on Sunday, though, because uh, that's going to be a, a pretty interesting discussion. But he was unanimously upheld today by the Board of Trustees. It still needs to be approved, but pretty exciting stuff from Harvard. Hey, I don't care what you did at Harvard. Come on, you're welcome to Florida State. Um, we uh, we went to Harvard when we were up in Boston. Um, just walking onto that campus was like I felt like ten times dumber. I know I'm not very smart anyway, but uh, just walking onto campus there was was pretty pretty special. So yeah, great pickup by FSU, and that will lead to some other chain reaction type stuff that we will get into at another time. Uh, but. For Richie Barnes and TJ Pittenger, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Quick pop-up episode with Coach Almeida. Um, the girls actually play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's gotten backed up just a day um, than what it normally is. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday, ESPN the first night, ESPN 2 the next two uh, Saturdays if necessary. So check them out and go Knowles. Richie, I would say that I'll see you um on Sunday, but I'll probably see you tomorrow night. We'll do this all over again. So thanks guys for hanging out and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Go Noles.